This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, what do you say we do a podcast, Eddie Scazzeri? Hi, I'm Al. Jerry is in Wisconsin. Hello, podcast people. Wisconsin seems like one of those, uh, he's there for Rutgers. Right. Seems like one of those states you would never mm, voluntarily move to. I wouldn't say that. I've I've been there, and uh, I could see myself moving there. I'd say, like, if a job brought you there and it was, like, a lucrative job, a nice position, you'd go, all right, I'll go... But Wisconsin seems like one of those nondescript states, and there are many of them, mm-hmm. where it's not doesn't have the like pizzazz of a Florida, California. See, Florida has no appeal to me. No appeal, zero. California. Did you hear that, Florida? Well, did you hear that? Eddie's Wisconsin? not interested. Um, but Northern California, perhaps, yes. Right. There are certain states. I guess any of the um, really only the states you would go to for vacation seems sexy enough to move to. I like Oregon. Oregon? Washington State. Mm. You were a fan of Seattle? Uh, yeah, I love that. Well, I heard it's miserable there nine months out of the year. Yeah. Well, like Arizona seems tremendous to me. Yes. Scottsdale mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Sedona you would probably like. Yes. Maine. I would. I could see Maine. myself in Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire. Right. Wisconsin? Not so much. Montana. Sorry. Oh, yes, Montana. Mm-hmm. Big windstorms there. Yes, and a very long winters. Yeah, I don't like these long winters places like here in New Jersey. And it's not even that, that bad here. No, it's not. It's 57 degrees right now, I think. Yes. Eddie, I have a uh, stack of stories here. Okay. That I think you'll be interested in. Look at this. Look at this stack. Already? Uh, one, I don't know if you and I did the original story last week or if Jerry and I did this, but um, Starbucks is uh, going to block, starting in January of 2019, next month, mm-hmm. they're going to block access to pornographic websites while you are on their Wi-Fi. Yes, we did talk about this. You and I discussed yes. this. Well, one of those porn sites, YouPorn, has fired back at Starbucks. Okay. Uh, they are not allowing people in their YouPorn offices to bring Starbucks to work with them. How, how about that? Starting January of 2019. Touche. Touche, Starbucks. Looks like they're going to have to go to, well, if they worked around here, Gregory's Coffee is across the street. Or Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Great coffee. Um, any of the um, uh, numerous uh, t- uh, Tim Hortons. Yes. You can go there. Right. They do not want to see Starbucks cups in the U-Porn offices. I have a copy of the memo. Really? Yeah. It's an actual memo. Let me... Was I, it with uh, nasty language? Here's what it said. Uh, to all full-time employees. Oh, full-time and part-time. Dear you, porn team, 
In light of the news that Starbucks has blocked customers from searching and viewing adult content within their establishments, Starbucks products will officially be banned from the YouPorn offices effective January 1st, 2019. See your direct manager for any questions. This comes from Charlie Hughes, vice president of YouPorn. And they should have, uh, they should make some porn movies in, you know, Barstuck's coffee houses. And just to stick it to them. Just to really stick it to them, right? So to speak. I wonder if uh, Dunkin' Donuts now, like, in the area is going to be oh, yeah. the go-to place. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, because the U-Porn, uh, I don't know how big their offices are. I don't know how many employees they have. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Starbucks is going to feel that in the pocketbook. I think so. Do not go after the porn industry. Right. If uh, uh, Pornhub decides they're also going to do that. Right, it would be like everybody teaming up. Yeah, if X Hamster decides there, yes, yep, and if uh, then all these places can then also start advertising for other coffee houses. Yeah, I'm not sure other coffee houses are going to want to be aligned with and, pornography. You know, watch uh, fifteen porn vids get a uh, five dollar card. Oh, from fill in the blank coffee shop. Yes, if I was an independent coffee shop, you know where you didn't have a a big corporation behind you that yes. would poo poo this, right? I'd be like, uh, here's our free Wi-Fi. Also, feel free to access pornography. There you go. Well, well you a coffee house is in your future. Yeah, I hope so. Al's House of Coffee and yep. Porn. Yes. I was thinking uh, you may use our Wi-Fi, but only for pornography. Right. Do not try to look up things on Wikipedia or any do not access your work email. Right. Don't read books. Yeah. This Wi-Fi is only for viewing free pornography Al's online. hot cup of porn. Yeah. With sugar. Mm-hmm. A massage app in London. Mm-hmm. It's called Urban. It's a, a London-based startup company. It's a massage app. Accidentally left its database online without a password. So anyone who signed up for the app and who used the app to get a massage... Uh, their information was out there. Now, we've heard of these things before where people's information gets sure. out there. And is this kind of like um, an Uber for massages? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's a, a, a number of those apps uh, in the U.S. as well. Uh, but what this app would do as well is if a customer asked for a happy ending, mm-hmm. they would put that on the customer's um, information so that pe- the massage therapist would not accept bookings from this client because th- this is an up up and up massage app you say that but it kind of just the whole idea of it speaks to well maybe the whole point of it is is the happy ending right well they're claiming it is not and they put down in their in their paperwork which customers have asked for that it did get me thinking though I got to imagine, and I would love to hear on Twitter from uh, someone who's been in this position, male or female, if you are an actual massage therapist, mm-hmm. right? And there are a lot of them now. There's like sure. massage envies. There's 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 tons of places. What I wonder how often do you think it happens every day to a female massage therapist where a man is hinting at is there action at the end of this i would think early on in their careers or in their if they're just signed up with 
whatever. I, I would think it happens frequently early, but then as they build a client base and the place gets a reputation as not being like that, right? I would think it would diminish. Yeah. But it would still happen for sure. Yeah, that's got to be so... That's a weird job. Because that's my immediate like thought when you say massage right. is not like, you know, therapeutic, you know, I've got this bad pain and, you know, it's it's the other thing. Right. And especially these ones like with these, like this one, Urban in London, it's uh, an app based, meaning they'll come to your house. Yeah. I would think you got to travel with security. Uh, yes. Or be trained in some sort of martial arts. Have you had a professional massage ever? Uh, no. Really? Massages do nothing hmm. for me. Perhaps because I, I don't carry any stress in my body, maybe. I've only had a handful, very few. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you will get the option. What would you do here? You're the customer. They give you the option. Would you like to be nude or in your underpants? Well, but you have a towel situation. A towel. Yeah. Well, I mean... I, I you know I never really thought about it. I wear my underpants. Yeah, I I probably would, but um, n- never having gotten a massage. Yeah, I, I couldn't really say. I've only got. I'm uh, I'm trying to think like of. I may have had legitimately four total massages in my life, and I think Craig paid for three of them. Yes. You know he he and he would love to go for a massage when we would go like to Super Bowl cities. And then he and and uh, Boomer got like a uh, couples massage. Couples massage. massage. I went one time when the Super Bowl, the second time it was in Arizona that we were here. So a few years ago, uh, Craig and his wife took me for a massage. So it was, it was me, yeah. <laughs> Craig, and his wife going. We were not in the same room. Okay. Uh, well, th- they may have been in. The, they may have done a couples massage. Yes. But, and I went. And uh, yeah, it was funny because he paid for her. Yes. Craig paid for my massage. Now, in a in a couple's massage yeah. like that, can you create your own happy ending? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think all sexual touching is outlawed, banned, if you will. Right, even amongst the the married couple. Yeah, I still think they don't. The massage legit massage places do not want that going on. Okay. Are you familiar with the Grinder app? Uh, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of like a Tinder situation? It's a gay dating app. Oh, okay. A gay but, dating, but like a Tinder? like a Tinder, yeah. They're but all... Tinder, uh, you could uh, 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 people, uh, gay people use Tinder yes. also. Yes, okay. Yes, I but believe Grinder is just exclusively just uh, for gay people. Okay, uh, and Grinder has a thing where you could, like, let's say you were out in a bar or a restaurant, you could go on Grinder and look for people who are on Grinder in your area. Like it would, it would, it would base on your GPS, right? So this young gentleman of age, though, but a younger guy, was on a Delta flight uh, to Chicago, 27-year-old fella, and he had his phone off when he was on the flight. But when he, upon landing, he turned his phone back, phone back on, he had a uh, an inquiry into his grinder profile. Mm-hmm. He looked, it was the pilot from the plane who messaged him while the plane was in the air. Huh. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd want my pilot hitting on dudes while we're in flight. And so I wonder if he just noticed him walking in said, hey, yeah. you know, let me check that out. Or Yeah, they have some of the... See what's going on. He said, he wrote to this uh, fella on Grindr, 
I see you're on my flight. Enjoy the ride to Chicago. Hmm. Well, I mean, a lot of those, uh, you know, it's it's not like texting and driving. Right. Because a lot of that, once you are, you know, up, right. you know, it's sort of autopilot. Yeah, you're autopiloting. You're like, what? So that really shows you that even we are so addicted to our phones. You'll see people driving that are texting. Sure. This dude flying planes, texting, grind, hitting up dudes on Grinder. Well, I guess this is the age we are uh, living in now. He did say, this guy, that if he were staying in Chicago, he would have uh, met up with the pilot. Interesting. But he had just had a, a had to make a connection? Connection of some sort. Uh, he, but not of that sort. He did, uh, when the pilot asked him how the flight was, he wrote back that a little bit of turbulence, but all good. He said then the pilot made some sort of turbulence joke. Gotcha. Probably a sexual turbulence right. joke. I'll, I'll show you some turbulence. Yeah. Come over here. You thought that was bouncy. Right. Yeah. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Montville, New Jersey. Okay. That's uh, North Jersey, I believe. All right. <clears throat> a substitute teacher for a first grade class is oh, in trouble. I heard about this story. Cedar Hill. This is Cedar Hill High School. Although well, first that, graders are not in high school. They are not. Um, a substitute teacher told students that there was no, there is no Santa Claus. And it's told a, a uh, classroom of first graders. Oh, yeah. This is Cedar Hill School, not high school. Gotcha. The Cedar Hill School had to send a letter home to parents apologizing, saying that this occurred on Thursday to the first aid class. During the course of the day, a substitute teacher apparently announced to the class that Santa was not real. Like, how did this even come up? <laughs> yeah. And why would you say that? <laughs> you kids aren't uh, looking forward to Christmas, are you? Yeah. I mean, uh, wow. I mean, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's inexplicable to me. Yeah. The Monville School Superintendent, Renee Rovtar, issued a statement that she was troubled and disheartened by the incident. I'm sure. The childhood wonder associated with all holidays and traditions is something I personally hold near and dear in my own heart, Renee Rovtar said. Well, that teacher's got to be canned. Uh, you would think, or she just moves to uh, an area that maybe, you know, or a country that uh, that Santa isn't a thing. Right. I used well, to love a substitute teacher. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I was in parochial school. What is that? Uh, Catholic school. Catholic school. For my uh, grammar school and high school. Really? And I don't remember really having many sub-teachers. Really? You know, maybe once or twice, but it was always someone else who was in the school already. No outsiders. Yeah. Ruining Christmas. Yeah, well, certainly not. Did did you wear a uniform? Uh, Yeah, yes. Really? Not in high school. High school was a dress code, but in uh, grammar school... We had a, a uniform. Had to wear a bow tie from uh, one through four, and a long tie from five through eight. Really? Yes. And then in high school, you you just had to follow like slacks. Uh, you had to have like uh, like like dress pants or something, and uh, like a um, like a suit jacket. Not a suit, you know, but like a whatever sport sp- coat. Sport coat every day. Uh, a collared shirt with a, and a tie. Did you do casual Fridays? Um, 
No. Yeah, I don't think that was a thing back no, then. No, I think the girls could because the girls actually had a uniform still. But I think on Fridays, maybe they didn't have to wear it or something. Yeah. And it was always a battle with the uh, girls and the uh, nuns or and priests who were sort of uh, keeping an eye out. The the length of the dress. Yes. And the girls would always try to push it up. Really? But it had to be uh, an inch above it could only be an inch above the knee right but they of course would try to hike it and then they get sent yes. home or i well i you know i don't remember really right. but i just remember that was a constant battle they say that when uh, kids wear a uniform to school they um, that it's good in that you're not competing with the uh, rich kids for, oh, for sure um Clothing, popular clothing yes. lines, and trying to outdo one another. Everyone's right. insane. And now, but for the boys, we had a dress code, so it was a total competition. Right, because then some kids would wear the oh. bougie shirts, and of course, then there's certain guys who just, you know, just killed it and wore it really well, no matter what they wore, or yeah. just looked great. And then there was others, you know, I'd be in the schlub category, <laughs> the Sears collection. Yeah, so not not a great high school experience, for right? Me. You're going J.C. Penney's, these other kids, right. Polo, Ralph exactly. Lauren, right. Calvin Klein, mm-hmm. these sorts of things. Oh, next week, Eddie, we have our holiday party. Yes, we do. We actually have the company holiday party. Next Monday, a week Monday, from today. And then uh, the Boomer and Geo Christmas luncheon on, on Thursday. Thursday. It'll be a big week next week. Yes, a uh, new study is out about office parties, saying that one in three office workers regrets what they did at their holiday party. Mm-hmm. This does get tricky because you are with uh, the people you work with, bosses, right? And people are having drinks. Yeah, you're in, with them. Uh, you're with these people uh, around whom you act professionally all the right. time. Yes, but you're going to a situation with alcohol that you are expected to be festive right so it's but it's a very fun how could you be festive and fun right but it's still your boss or your co-workers it's very tricky very tricky and it's free alcohol right correct usually usually the company's uh feeding you drinks now i think you looked up the place where our party is going to be at yes and i think you said there's a dress code uh i guess i think the normal clientele there uh, basically, I would be shot at the door. So you would not be allowed I in. would never be allowed into that place. And I'm actually looking forward to see, because this is a private party, and they've booked a certain area, I guess, of the place. Okay. To, when I roll up as a, in my usual attire. Jeans. Jeans, like, you know, boots and uh, and all that, uh, to see uh, if they let me in. Mm. I'm sort of, uh, you know... I, I doubt it because of the, you know, because they did reserve this right, area. Right, the private, the private we nature. Had, we didn't get any sort of uh, memo or intel about a dress code. Mm. So, but I'm just uh, curious as to the response I get from the doorman. Yeah, you, I think I've been with you in a certain situations like this or this occur where you look forward to being told you're not allowed in here. Yes. But it's not really happened, has it? Uh did it happen once? I feel like it may have happened well, once. Well, there was some place, but um, actually, no. It was uh, last August after our 10-year uh, Boomer and Carton party at 
uh, Borgata. Right. When Craig was DJing someplace. Yes. At the club and, in there. Yes. Premier. And, I, and I, I, I did get looks, but I think, you know, I guess it was because I was with the band, yes. so to speak. You were allowed it. In. Was, but that, oh my God, what a terrible experience that was. I hated we're every not, second of that. We're not nightclub guys. Oh my God. That was like, that was really, truly awful. Uh, very popular though down there. Out uh, of our age demo for you well, and I. Well, yeah, I guess, but yeah, I just could not wait to leave. And uh, I left early. And did you see the story that went around New York City? There is a happy ending to it. Speaking of happy oh, endings. Oh, you see what <laughs> Uh, there was a an out-of-towner, a couple, and a man proposed to a woman in Times Square. And upon uh, presenting her with the ring, dropped it down the sewer grate. Nice. And they were trying to retrieve it. You could see it on a surveillance camera. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't get it. But the cops eventually retrieved it, but the couple had already left. And the last I heard is that they were trying to find them, and uh, return the ring to them. Right. The NYPD took to Twitter with uh, pictures of the surveillance video of the couple trying to reach down into the sewer grate, which is impossible, to get the ring. Police in New York did retrieve the ring. They cleaned it all up, and they took to Twitter and said, we're looking for this couple. Well, they have been found. John and Daniela got their ring back. And where are they from? Let's see. Where are they from? As That's you read the story question. for the first time. This is Al trying to find out yeah, it doesn't the say. details. Okay. But the BBC was involved with the report, so they must have been from London yes, or something. from the UK. That's a tough move. Wow, how nervous he must have been. He's in New York. He's in Times Square. He's probably worried about getting mugged. Knocked over the head and, with a and, bag of nickels, and he's got a, and he's trying to make a fairy tale of New York, Al. Yes, it's the time of the season for one of our favorite Christmas. Songs. Yes, yes, fairy tale of New York by the Pogues. Eddie and I both enjoy that as a Christmas song. Yes, even though it's Google. very dark, very dark, and uh, evidently, I believe it's uh, the most popular uh, Christmas uh, song in the UK. It is year after year. Mm-hmm. I've learned it on the piano. Except for that really fast part in the middle, I can't. Yeah, the yeah. Right. It, yeah, it does pick up. There. Yeah, it picks up very quickly. And, uh, too if fast. anybody wants just uh, to go down a, a rabbit hole, the Pogues fairy tale of New York story, mm-hmm. and that the lead singer of the Pogue, what a mess. Yeah, you have to YouTube the, a live version. I think it, when you punch it up, the live version comes up. Mm-hmm. The guy's teeth are all jacked up, but he is a like mess. He's a he's tripping on something and. Then there's a weird story about the original girl who sang the female part. Uh, she died under like mysterious circumstances. Mm. There was a whole sort of, you know, what's going on here yeah. kind of thing. But uh, yeah, fairy tale of New York, everybody. Google it if you want a nice dark Christmas song. Yes, I hope you're not sensitive to language. That too. The warm up program is next, Eddie. I did that with Christopher Lopresti. And I don't think I said much. Maybe one thing. I forget. I think I did go to you for something. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. All right. That is so, so, so. Good morning, campers. 
It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here. Jerry Recco is in the state of Wisconsin for Rutgers basketball. He's lazy. CeeLo joins me. Hello, CeeLo. Good morning, Al. You know, I was watching uh, the Sunday night game, and, you know, they do the player introductions and all. They were, uh, I guess it was a game where there were two sets of brothers playing in the game. Uh, the Watt brothers yes. are on opposite teams. I didn't realize there was another set. Uh, and then, yes, there was another set. Don't know who they are. No they're one not, cares because they're not the Watts. They're not the Watts. Right. But, you know, Jerry's in Wisconsin for Rutgers. All of the Watts went to Wisconsin. Correct. They're all Badgers. That's right. You think they all des- like they were all good enough to get into Wisconsin and to play on the football team? Or once one brother went, they were like, let all these Watt guys through. I mean, considering three of them are now in the NFL, I think that they probably were, were good enough. Oh, yeah. good enough to play for Two Wisconsin. Two of which were first-round draft picks. Got it. I think they were okay. So if they're in the NFL now, probably could make it the to third Wisconsin. third brother, a little questionable, fullback, sixth round. Right. But on the college level, you know, he probably he probably served his purpose. The fullback going away in the NFL, mm. not so much. You know how they say, though. These things circle around now. Circular. Cyclical. Uh, these, uh, I watched the Giant game yesterday, which I'm trying to figure out if Giants fans, you're a Giant fan, right? Yes. Do you want, like, were you happy they won yesterday? No. Because nothing changes, <laughs> right? No, nothing changes, and they, I mean, the way they played at the end of the fourth quarter, I mean... They blew a 10-point lead in a minute and 15 seconds. I yeah, mean, I was hoping for a... that they won an overtime, oh, okay, great. I, I was hoping for a loss there just because you want to see things change. And, like, Evan uh, Roberts from The Fan here, he had tweeted... I'm a loser. Out, he had tweeted out at halftime, do you think Kyle Lalletta will start the second half? No. No. <laughs> He's trying to win individual games, uh, this Pat Shermer. Of course he is. So now the Giants won... Regardless of how they won, they won. Yes. Even though they almost blew it. So Eli Manning will start again next week, and you'll never see Kyle Lawletta. And Eli Manning may start again next season based on what we've heard yes. towards the end of last week. So, I mean, who the heck knows, man? I mean, the wins, look, it's a it's a first-year head coach with this organization. I get it. He's trying to build a winning culture and all that. That's fine. But you want to see, like, where are where is the young up-and-coming talent, you know? Like, they still have a lot of question marks. Do they have some guys that can play? Of course they do. But as far as the overall roster and, of course, specifically the quarterback position, that remains a big question mark. So the wins right now are somewhat irrelevant if there's not a plan for where they go next into the future as far as the quarterback goes. The future, yes. The future. Yes. Saquon Barkley had himself another nice yes, game. Yes, he did. So there are pieces, but as far as... The whole team aspect looking into 2019, I don't really see where where they're headed. And both New York papers have the a still photo of Saquon leaping that dude who was trying to tackle him, yeah. which is very popular in the NFL this yeah. year. And it really gets you about a half a yard. I know. It's 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 more for our enjoyment as the viewer because it looks cool. But, yeah, most times they end up just falling flat on their face and you run the risk of getting hurt. So. Yeah, and then the announcer will be like, oh, my goodness, he leaped the fire. Yeah, for an extra half yard. <laughs> Great. Uh, and then Odell Beckham, that touchdown pass he threw was gorgeous. Yeah. Throws a better spiral than Eli. That looked very much like uh, the one. Remember Randall Cunningham where he would sit back there and – both his feet were planted. He didn't step into it. He would just float it out there. Yeah. And it would go stupid arm strength. Yeah. Yeah. That looked awesome. Beckham's a freak, man. We know that. And the best part was that wasn't even the way the play was supposed to go. I don't know if you read about that. I did not read about Russell that. Russell Shepard, who caught that touchdown, wasn't even supposed to be out on a route. So they had it dialed up for someone else on the sideline, which is why it was like people were saying, 
he was that wide open. Why did Odell wait so long? He's running around. He almost ran back into the line of scrimmage because he looked up and he's like, holy crap, he's wide open. Let me throw it to him. You know how the NFL is always looking for new offenses? Like uh, for the for many, many years, no one ran the option in the yeah. NFL. Uh, and now um, I thought this. What if on every play, like on a handoff or a pitch out or a reverse, what if on every play you had the option to throw that? Like um, every time Odell gets a... A ball behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Give him a chance. I mean, you can give him a... Technically, he does yeah. have a chance. No, no. There, it, he can't just throw that <laughs> ball up there if it's not called in the huddle. No, but I'm saying, I mean, from a legal standpoint... Oh, yes. From yes. A, that's what I mean, though. Like, always just have a guy yeah, run an deep. An option. Run past... Yeah, you yeah. would like the Giants to run a more uh, involved, detailed version of the RPL. Yeah. Something like, a, option. like an Australian rules football that I used to watch okay. when we first got ESPN and they had the rights to no real sports. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like guys running with the ball, then yeah. heave it downfield, kick it. Before I was born, yeah. Way before you were born. You know when the cable guy first came to my house in like 1981, 82? He was there nine hours. Come on. Yeah. They used to, was that normal? When you were originally wiring these neighborhoods, yeah. It so took a long time. One and a half people done per <laughs> day. <laughs> I mean, That's right. And then we had our ESPNs and Nickelodeons and all that. Mm. And the Jets without Sam Darnold playing, somewhat pointless to watch. What a disaster. You want to talk about had they won that game? I mean, what does it mean? Nothing. Nothing. But, right. Well, with Sam Darnold in there, we still were watching for You know, I'm saying this game yesterday yeah. without Sam Darnold. I mean, who cares? I was surprised that they, because I honestly, I had uh, Patriots, Vikings I was watching. I was not watching this Jet game without Sam Darnold yeah. playing. So I was following along. Look at them up, 16 nothing. Typical Jets. Look at them in the lead, and then like they lost. How did they lose? I asked Alexa about about seven thirty. <laughs> I said, Alexa, what did she have to say? I said, Alexa, who won the New York Jets game? Oh, she just gave you the final. She was going to give you a little no. breakdown. A little... She gave me the final score. I was like, what? I questioned Alexa. Yeah. Typical Jets. The sixteen nothing was fugazi. Then she said, pick six right out of the gate. Yes, they blocked a. They blocked an extra point. They blocked a punt. They had a 58, 59 yard return to open up the second half. They can't score a freaking touchdown on offense. Right. It's a disaster. Alexa, <laughs> I'm lonely. Help me. <laughs> that was me speaking to Alexa this morning. And then Odell Beckham says, uh, you know, at the end, they did the onside kick that the Bears recovered, which prior to the kick, the announcers, Kevin Burkhardt, was like, it's impossible to recover an onside kick in the NFL now. They've changed the rules, how you could kick it, how you could line up, blah, blah, blah. And then the Bears get the onside uh, recovery. The Maloik. The Maloik. But Odell Beckham, people were questioning yeah. his toughness because it was kicked towards him, and he did not dive in for the ball. No diving, more of a, I might swat at it. I'm not really sure. But in all honesty, what, why is he? I know what is he on the hands team? Oh, they call yeah. it. But there's a guy coming full speed. Imagine if Odell got hurt on that play. People would be like, "Why is he out there?" Sure. Well, then Pat Shermer and the staff would have got slaughtered. Why is he diving for balls yep, like that? Pretty much. And Odell was not having that line of questioning after the game. Right. Odell was like, I threw a touchdown. I caught a touchdown. Do not question my effort. Effort and heart. Don't and heart. That. Question me as a man if you'd like. Which was interesting. Heart. He did say, you can question me as a man. Yes. That was not nice. I wouldn't want to be questioned as a man. I think he might have been pointing to some of his emotional antics in the past. People get upset with him. They criticize him for being so outspoken. But as far as his effort on the football field, he doesn't want to hear any of that. All right. Uh, You know what? Let's take a quick break here, and then let's talk Packers and Mike McCarthy next. Hit it, Eddie Scazzeri. 
It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Boomer and Geo coming up at the top. Jets blow a 16-0 lead loose to the Titans. Giants blow a late lead, but top the Bears in overtime. Yet Chargers over the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. And the Rangers blow a 3-0 lead on home ice. So it's another good day for New York sports, Al. And Mike McCarthy lost a loser-leave-town match when you lose to the Cardinals at home. You're out. See ya. See ya. You know, there was a time. I remember when I was covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the late 90s in the Brett Favre era. Fascinating. To remember me. when the, the uh, Packers would never lose? Ever? In Lambeau. Oh, at, yeah, at Lambeau. At Lambeau. Ever. Yes, right. You lost to the Cardinals. First time that the Cardinals have won in Green Bay since 1949. And that was a big point spread, and they straight up won that. Yes, yes they did. Outright, as they like to say. Outright. Vegas. So I'm sure I'll be fielding that call a thousand times. You gotta get Mike McCarthy to the Jets. Yeah, can't wait for that. Get rid of Todd Balls. Makes a ton of sense. <laughs> we'll look as they say, to arguing with people all morning in the newsroom or and in I, the control room. And I always love a player versus a coach verbal argument when it's opposite teams. Mm. Adam Thielen versus Bill Belichick. Yeah, got a little emotion out oh, of the hoodie yesterday. He dropped the f bomb on him. Oh yeah. Of course, post game he gave you nothing. It's oh, football right. Monday on the fan. 